First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. My talkers, we've got to love this weather. Five o'clock on a hump day, November 2nd, and it's 77 degrees. One more day, according to the weather forecast, and some nice weather tomorrow. But don't worry, we've got another hour of Lori and Julia, plus this nice Wednesday evening. So sit back and enjoy the show. Oh, my God. There's going to be so many shorts at bowling tonight. It's going to be a, a blinding array of white, hairy legs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. Well, I'm not bowling tonight, but I know that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who get hot at the bowling alley and bowling shorts. That seems like an odd an thing. Odd non sequitur kind I, of thing. It doesn't, or odd doesn't, thing or whatever. It just doesn't feel like it works. It doesn't. Be- bowling and shorts is one. Well, because no. bowling shoes don't go well if they're rentals, especially with oh. any legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just is wrong. But it happens with yeah, the long time yeah. regular bowlers. And they get hot. Some of these guys get hot. Some of these big guys. Okay, yeah. speaking of big guys, um, I don't think I've ever seen Rip, who plays Rip, his real name is Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser. I don't think I've ever seen Rip, Rip who plays Rip, Rip on Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. Be Rip. Be Rip. I, I've never seen him on a couch. I don't think I have. I've heard him talk, though, which is... I've seen him on Entertainment yeah. Tonight and Extra, but I've mm-hmm. never seen him. He was the sole person on the Today Show because Yellowstone... Seasons one through four are streaming on Peacock mm-hmm. right now. Right now. And season five up. starts November 13th on Paramount Plus. Goosebumps. And he discussed, so he talks about, first of all, how it feels to be part of a phenomenon show like Yellowstone. You, Cole, and Yellowstone, and your character, Rip Wheeler. I mean, are you yeah. are you getting used to this now, or is it still kind of overwhelming? It's still a bit overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I'm stuck in Montana in the middle of nowhere for six months out of the year, and then they oh. let me out of the cage and <laughs> come to New York, and it's it's been pretty wild. I mean, Halloween, I saw a bunch of rips running around. It was kind of <laughs> That's fun. crazy. Yeah. It feels like the show, when it first started, like a lot of people were into it. Um, but then, it like, the word of mouth... For, I guess, maybe the coast, you know, California, yeah. New York, it really picked yeah. up steam. Like, I watched it during COVID, and when you're cramped, cramped up inside, the yeah. love letter to nature that the show is, do you think yeah. that had an impact on the viewership? I think all of it, yeah. I mean, listen, we started as a very grassroots show, as you guys know. I mean, it. I think the first two seasons, you know, and, and it slowly just kind of built out to the yeah. edges of the country. And, uh, I mean, now it's, I mean, to be walking down the streets in New York and think that there's fans here is pretty, pretty spectacular. Well, you know, you- oh, I love his voice. I forgot how buttery his voice oh. is. You know, when he and Beth are laying in bed together and they're talk whispering. Yeah. It's just like really. Or even when they're sitting in the field and he's just, she's sitting there staring off, reflecting. I feel like that was one of the best answers I've heard to a show. I'm just in awe. I I love Rip so much. Um, Well, here, let's play the next one where he talks about playing Rip Wheeler, who has become 
like he and Beth have become the unlikely love affair yes. relationship yes. Of, of the show because but um, silently became like the best part of the show. The two yes, of them, right? Yes, you know, because they yes. started out a little slow and now it's just I can't get it. Yeah. I mean, did you realize when you took this role, like, this is it. This is going to be my big break. No, I mean, I, I just knew with Taylor Sheridan's writing and my style of acting and, you know, the, the, the premise of the show and the cast around me, that there was a chance that Rip would be, uh, you know, a special character with a ton of different colors. And he's become that. It seems like you went in in the beginning. You were going to read for one of the Dutton Sons parts, mm -hmm. one of the three parts. That was initially. Yeah. That was true initially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Rip in the pilot has very few scenes. What did you see in Rip Wheeler that you wanted to do it? I mean, there's a darkness to him that I love, you know, but there's also this kind of, you know, real passion and love that he has for Beth. And I thought that's a really good juxtaposition as an actor to be able to play that. And again, it's about colors. And I think Taylor, over time, has given me the ability to continue to play him and show the sensitive side of Rip. So there's there's levels to him, which I, I love. It is funny that all the women think he's such a heartthrob. Mm. And he's, you know, he's slightly <laughs> homicidal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I love. But he's a real sweetie. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I know. It's like the dangerous joie de vivre of him. Just the most passionate man. But if you cross him, you do not want to And cross. he's, when he said my type of acting, because, I mean, he does a lot of just looks. Yes, looks. Mm -hmm. And, and. Grunts and hitting, yes, and horseback riding. Horseback riding. He is. Listen to his. Do you guys know who he is? I I don't know okay. who he is. He is the son of Cass Warner, who founded the film production company Warner Sisters, and Wings Hauser, an actor. His great grandfathers were screenwriters Dwight Hauser and Milton Sperling, and his maternal great grandfather is the film mogul Henry H. Warner of Warner Brothers. So he's like uh, Hollywood. He's Hollywood. He was lived, grew up in Santa Barbara. Wow. Yeah, but I think they they might not have. I might have gone through this already. But he, you know, this is thirty a thirty year career of his, and now he's finally hit it right yeah, now. Yeah. He feels like you know. So he did not. I feel like use his family right. To right. Get right. To this. He was in. Um, you know, he was in. Um, if anyone watched the Lizzie Borden Chronicles, yes. I did. Yeah, he was. He's been in some movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where we, he became yes, household name. Yes. Well, talk, play the next thing. Where, household name Rip, uh, not Cole Hauser. Yeah, Rip, yeah really, he Rip, is. who plays Rip, who's played by Cole Hauser. Um, about how they all the people on Yellowstone, what they do to get ready for filming prep that you that you guys do, like the boot camp before the season yeah. starts. It's gotten easier and easier, I'll tell you. But the first year was was pretty uh, pretty down and dirty. I mean, we we spent seven days, you know, on rocks and the Utah mountains, and the Ream brothers kind of ran us around, and and it was a good, you know, it was a good kind of breaking the ice of getting to know Wes, Luke, you know, Denim. Ian, yeah. Jeff White. They had you all, you and all, all the, the other hands, hands out yeah. there, like yeah. sleeping out under the stars yeah. and yeah. doing the cowboy thing. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it's what I love. I think, uh, you know, Denim and a few other guys were like, where's the bed? Right. <laughs> what a way to go to work. Yeah. How does. <laughs> That's awesome. Cowboy boot camp, which, of course, they do do a lot of writing in that. City slickers, kind of, you know, put them through the old city slickers. Uh -huh. run, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, um, I, I mean, Savannah, you could see she was like kind of intrigued by him. Oh, mm -hmm. You know, be? she called him homicidal, but yet flirted with him. Sexy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I, I would be in. 
intimidated, turned. I mean, and, and a straight. The guy is just so intriguing. Yeah. Like you said, he can look on that show and just make a look, and you have all these different yeah. feelings. I think I would faint if I ever saw John Bernthal in person. Now that I've seen so much of an oh, American Gigolo, I would, you would faint because he's so skinny. Probably all Lori, the reasons. All the that's reasons. That's why you would faint. You would look at me, Julia. Look uh, at how little he is. Yeah, but but maybe not. But I, to see that big Sicilian nose and oh. everything, yeah. and that hair. And well, he's I got him family. So he's got family locally here. Did you know that John does? I, I, I know that. I have a friend that is good friend. His first cousin lives in Minnesota, well, we and have he been comes fans here all the time. of his acting and everything that he's been in. He everything. comes here all the time. Really? Yeah, he's a big Would fan. You, of, why don't you get him on our show? I, that I can, that I, is our Christmas present. For yeah, we used to have a thing called Man Candy Friday. Yeah. We're happy to reinstate that anytime we can find. <laughs> Put a picture on the wall. Yeah. Okay, should we get Cole talking about what it's like being married to Beth and living yes. in John Dutton, Dutton's like, house? Oh, yeah. so kind of what he's going through as a character yeah. right now. Yeah. How does uh, Rip like being married? Uh, he's, he sleeps now in John Dutton's house. Know, does he weird. like waking up in the house, not in the bunk room? I think it's uncomfortable. For him, no, mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. I mean, he he would be better served in a barn, you know. But uh, obviously, we're married, and there's a lot of wonderful stuff that Taylor's written for us um, this year. And I'm excited for the audience to see the kind of progression and the journey of these two characters. We want you to be happy, but I don't know if Beth can ever be happy. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's his poker face. Yeah. Rip, Rip seems like he's uh, not sure now that uh, Kevin Costner's character, the patriarch of the family, is governor. You think like he can control the future of Montana, but Rip, for some reason, has some questions. What is Rip worried about as the Duttons control the, the cards here? Good question, I think it's Lee. not so much worried as that there's a lot more pressure on him to, you know, take responsibility as a foreman of the ranch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so John is giving him those reins, so to speak, to, yeah. to show that he's got the merit to do it. That's so. a great show, man. They're walking um, him off because they're running out of time. Yeah, That's no, they- I mean, he was very... Very good yeah. on the couch talking oh. about That's Yellowstone. That's a big deal, and usually it would be Kevin Costner. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm so, glad yeah. they sent Cole mm-hmm. out. But I think Kevin, everybody loves Kevin, but I think the, 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 everybody. Be, Everyone the loves Rip and Beth. And Beth mm-hmm. yeah. is the, the and whole And then story. people are always surprised when they see Kelly Riley, who plays Beth Dutton. She's English. I know, she and is. she talks, and you're like, Whoa. You're like, what? Yep. Yeah. But she's like the best. She's the best badass since Katie Segal and Sons of Anarchy. She is. She is truly one of a kind. I mean, and her Smurf, she fits Smurf, up there with yeah, Smurf. Yeah, she's right up there with Smurf. That's right. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God, Grant and I love a, a, a lady badass yeah. who's in charge of some criminals it's, thing well, with the family. Well, women oh are stronger than men and they're more organized. Yeah. And I feel like any good mob crime boss or strong yeah. woman in any character, there is something to watch. I love it. Yeah. I truly do. Well, anyway, I'm excited for that show coming back. Me too. You know, What's that? I, Not this weekend, next weekend, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. It'll be fun. Hopefully the Vikings win, and then we can catch a nice there you go. episode That's of Yellowstone. Nice and how about all the people who didn't know that uh, Phil McG- or, um, um, Tim McGraw's dad was Tug McGraw Tug from McGraw. the Phillies? That's amazing. That's a- That was like a, people's minds were blown. Right. The, the, the younger people were just like, what? Because yeah. uh, he was there wearing his dad's. Jersey and his dad was Tug McGraw Phillies. Yeah, are they going to win? I, I think, well, they won last night. I think time. so. With Do you re- they're there for three games in a row. And that city, like I said yesterday, yeah. when the wind goes and those play, they they can hit the ball really well. There, they hit like what seven home runs yeah. last night. I really worry. For- okay, one bad thing though, the 
Philly restaurants around the ballpark are not serving Astro fans. If you have Astro, okay, that's ridiculous. That's that's Philadelphia. Stupid, but that's Philly for you. There is nothing like a Philadelphia. That city right now with this baseball team and that football team. Okay, I wouldn't want to be an Astro fan there. Okay, the guy that owns the soccer team with Ryan Reynolds. Yep, his name. Yeah, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, and he grew up in Philadelphia, and he said. I wanted to buy a sports team because my whole life we lived and you died buy it, yeah. by our sport. That's all we do here. Yeah, yeah. okay. Miles, Miles Keller is, was there too, and he's the same way about these Phillies. These Philly, Philly fans are unlike any group of are. fans yeah. in the world. All right. That's true. All right, we got to go. It's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Hello. Hi, can you believe we just have to talk about the gorgeous weather for just one second? Yay. Please, Lori and Julia, sound the trumpets. Sound the trumpets. It's November 2nd. Love it. And we have a little swass. Yeah. (laughs) It's quite windy outside as well. Is it? Okay, be careful. yeah, Yeah, be careful. It's a little blustery, a lot of dirt, a lot of stuff, but... It is very warm outside. So enjoy the sun while you can, uh, because we've got celebrity justice news to talk about. Let's start with Rust, the film that starred Alec Baldwin. That's where the tragic death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins happened last year. And a Los Angeles Superior Court uh, yesterday ruled that Rust script supervisor Mamie Mitchell can pursue her negligence and other claims against Alec Baldwin, who fired that loaded gun and Helena Hutchins died as a result of that. Oh, he was trying to get his name removed from that? Yes. Yes, he had filed a motion to remove his name. This is a civil lawsuit filed last year by Mitchell, but the judge today uh, denied a motion from Baldwin and his El Dorado Pictures Incorporated to strike. Yeah, they were executive producers. Mm -hmm. He's no getting out of it, Mm -mm. Alec. No. Yeah, so this well, is moving Well, his forward. legal team would got him to do that. Right, but it's like, it's like at what point do you just say, no, you know, let's, I've, that's why you have insurance and liability. Yeah. You know, you've got these things. It's just like, oh, come on, do the right thing. Remember how long it took him to get his phone? Oh. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is an ongoing situation. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, a little blast from the past uh, concerning celebrity justice, Les Moonves. Oh, I saw this. Tell us. Well, uh, Les former head of CBS. That's right, Julia. Les Moonves and Paramount are set to pay $9.75 million to CBS shareholders in a deal with the Attorney General in New York over sexual misconduct claims. Good. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, Paramount Global, which is the parent company of CBS, are paying the additional $7.25 million, and Les Moonves himself going to make up the difference and pay $2.5 million personally. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Can you believe how what Les Moonves, he got away with so much for so long. It has fallen so so far. far. Yeah. Wow. Julie Chen Moonves. Yeah. Still doing Big Brother. I know. (laughs) I had to the talk. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. To leave the talk. She intentionally started using that name as the minute yeah, she the got minute, let go. Yeah, that was did. that first big well, brother. She was like defending her yeah. man. She doesn't want to believe these things are true. Yeah, but they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Among other things. Among other things. So true. Uh, that is a so, well. Let's let's make it a celebrity justice hat trick because okay. did you guys talk about what was happening on the set of the Equalizer Three? No. No. Who's I don't. Know. That's. Queen Latifah, isn't it? Or is this the movie with Denzel? This is the movie with Denzel. Okay. Yes, they're making a third movie in the Equalizer film franchise starring Denzel. And they're filming on the Amalfi Coast right now. And Italian paramilitary police raided hotel rooms used by employees of a catering company on the set of that film. What? And arrested two caterers after seizing more than 100 grams of cocaine. So the caterers are yeah. the caterers are oh, selling whoa. and moving cocaine, not the well, film that's a people. Movie itself. Correct, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. They had an order from the movie set, but nobody yes. knows anything now. It's like a <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Everybody, clam up! Don't speak a word of English. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, a, a rep for the production company has no comment. Of on course, this. my gosh. Wow. Now, Equalizer Three stars Denzel. And Dakota Fanning, they haven't been together for nearly 20 years. They saw Man on Fire. Did you guys see that movie? Yes, that was a good movie. Okay, well, this uh, Equalizer 3 is going to be released on September 1st. Uh, You know what? I'll watch Denzel in anything. I will, too. And I'm in awe that he's on the Amalfi Coast in November. It looks warm, but it's not. Get your puffer jacket on. Yeah. But you know they're going to be doing boats. It's probably standing in for a different type. You know, because you can't film some of this stuff. Right. In the peak season, there's too many tourists. Too many tourists, tourists, right. Exactly. Well, Mm. I hope he has uh, some of those pants that have the warmers on the inside. What if Queen Latifah shows up on that movie as his, like, sister? That'd be hysterical. Okay, that would be (laughs) hysterical. Lori, you just pitched Equalizer 4. Yes, I did. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Jennifer Lawrence. She's uh, looking back on her career and is talking about some things that she probably shouldn't have done, namely the film Passengers. You know what? We agree with her. We didn't even bother. We don't (laughs) see those. We didn't see. There was a whole series. Sandra Bullock was in one with George Clooney. Jennifer Lawrence was in with Chris. And there was one more and we just, but we saw Mars. Yeah, we did. But we, we refused to see things in space. Yeah. Lori and I have an affinity mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. like stars. And Chris Hewitt said her new movie on Netflix is terrific, Causeway. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, she said it's really good. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, Jennifer Lawrence is out doing a ton of press. She's on the comeback trail for yeah. Causeways. And she was doing an interview with the New York Times and said that she had some sage advice from her friend Adele not to do the movie Passengers. Are you saying Adele's name correctly? No, have Grant, been, will you play the have audio? We saying, are Grant? we saying Adele's name correctly? Like my gosh, what does she? She has. I was supposed. But to I mean, does she have more tickets to sell or something? Yeah, or why is she uh, telling us? Oh, Adele. Adele, I'm Annie, and I'm from London. Love that. She said my it name perfectly. Yeah. He came and asked me how I say Adele. my name, and I was like Adele. How's she mine? Was like, Adele. They do it. Adele. 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 <laughs> Adele. What's the difference? Adele? Boy, does she have a Cockney accent? Yeah, Adele. She? Adele. Adele. Adele goes up the apples in Paris. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so Adele, Adele told like a dill pickle. Yeah, she told her not to do passengers. Uh, yes, so Adele, Adele, Adele told Jennifer Lawrence not to do passengers, and Adele said, "You know, uh, I feel like space movies are the new vampire me- movies, meaning they're passe." Mm-hmm. By the time Passengers was offered to Jennifer, we agree. Lawrence, we agree. <laughs> We would have told her the we same thing. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence should have listened to Adele, Lori, and yeah. Julia. Did you get a chance to read that whole uh, interview? I have not no. read the whole mm-hmm. thing. Uh, just a little bit of the excerpts. But I, I think she she goes there on a few things. I think she talks about leaving CAA and kind of selling herself short and listening to people who didn't have the good intentions. Mm-hmm. Now, Jennifer Lawrence, she's been slowly speaking um, about her career, right? At Vanity Fair last year, she said, I was not pumping out the quality that I should have with movies like Passengers. And she said that was the reason why she took that prolonged break. Now, also at the time, she was like, I'm going to get into political activism. I'm going to yeah. do X, Y, and Z. But, you know, she'd been busy yeah. for a decade. I mean, you can't be, every movie can't be a hit. you got to no. learn that lesson. 100%. And, and, and she just, was Boom, boom, boom. She was she so made a hot. lot of movies. She was so and hot. And then she got uh, involved with Darren Aronofsky, and we never liked Mother. them together no. as a couple. Oh, I forgot yes, about the movie. They did the movie Mother. Yeah, yeah she did Mother. She did the the um, Joy about the Huggable Hangers. Oh, the Mop Lady? The Mop Lady. The Mop Lady. Mm-hmm. I never even mm-hmm. saw it. I heard it was terrible. Right. Yeah. Wasn't really interested in no. that. Yeah. Who cared? <laughs> even though I think the gal was from Minnesota. The woman. I think mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something that I think uh, a project before we leave the dirt alert today that I think everyone will be interested in. It's a new movie about Hank Aaron. Oh, that is going to be yes. made in his pursuit of Babe Ruth's home run record. Uh-huh. Now he did this. Uh, is this going to be a drama? Yes. Okay, love it. Uh, because th- there is a lot of drama regarding this. Armed guards from the Atlanta Police Department. I can't imagine the death threats yeah, that he got as a threats. black man oh. breaking this record. It's, I can't even imagine how horrible it must well, have been. Well, this story is going to be told, and the movie is wow. called 715. And I mm. say that because there's an exclamation point at the end. Okay. So, Thank you, Holly. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Okay, thank you. Enjoy the warm weather. Yeah, thanks. we will. Thanks. What's happening on the roads? Yeah, let's take a look at your MyTalk traffic. And boy, does that movie about Hank Aaron sound really kind of cool. Wow, that'll be interesting to see what they go, how they paint that picture. Today's vintage scandal is brought Ooh. to you by this headline oh. that I read when we were talking about the Paul Newman 
Um, the last movie. Star? The last movie star about when he worked with his his best friend screenwriter Stuart Stern, and they had fourteen thousand pages of notes. They were going to do kind of Paul Newman's life story, right? And um, Paul Newman died. Then he destroyed it and made you know he burned it. He in burned a bonfire, it. Yeah. I guess. And then his friend Stuart Stern passed away in twenty fifteen before it was made by the daughters. And you watched it on HBO. Yeah, somebody had transcribed it. It was tapes that Paul Newman burned. Right. He, the yes. actual tapes. And they had their little... Di- yeah, the dictaphones. Yeah. Yeah, the dictaphones. My dad... That's this how down, people period, made question mark, New paragraph. I remember dad. My dad was an attorney. And he yeah. Did, he did I mean, people still transcribe yes. to this day. You can yes. still do a book that way. Yes. It, which is cool. So Paul Newman set those on he fire, did. but this guy... Had been having them transcribed, correct? Yes, okay. Yes. So here was the headline from that that kind of I've been saving for a little while and didn't know about it. Paul Newman's lifelong shame over Elizabeth Taylor screaming, get out. Okay. What? Here's the story. Okay. All right. The year is 1958. Elizabeth Taylor has been cast in the Tennessee Williams play Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Her lead is is Paul Newman and Mil- um, Burl Ives, who plays the snowman in the Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. He was in it too. So um, they're getting all set. Is this for the make movie? Make the film, the okay. movie. The play had already won two years earlier, okay. best Broadway play and all that. So Cat on the Hot Tin Roof begins um, production. And um, he goes on to say, you know, Paul Newman's cast as Brick, Elizabeth Taylor's hard-drinking husband, and it was his job to make Elizabeth Taylor um, refuses having sex with them. And these two have, like, steam on steam chemistry, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I can see it. Okay, Jeez. Taylor had only recently been married to Mike Todd, which, side note, was born on June 22nd, 1907, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, wow. And we're going to do a vintage scandal on him on another day because he's got quite the story. He was... Older he than was, she was. He was like older than she was. Years. Yeah. So this was her third husband. They got married in February of 1957. They had a daughter together that was born in August, and they started filming now in the fall. Okay. And um, of the excuse me of the following the winter of the following year. So Mike Todd was flying to get an award in New York City, and Elizabeth Taylor was supposed to be flying with him, but she had a cold at the time. So she didn't fly. It was three weeks into the filming. The, pr- the production had stopped because Elizabeth Taylor got a cold. They were filming it in L.A. Mm-hmm. During the three-day hiatus, Taylor's then-husband, Mike Todd, boarded a flight to New York to accept the award for Showman of the Year. Wow. She was supposed to go with him, but the actor's sudden illness kept her at home in bed. Todd decided to go alone despite inclement weather and his wife's worries, and his plane crashed in New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. He was only 45 years old when he died. Elizabeth Taylor is devastated. Yeah. She, by a sudden death. She, she calls him the love of her yes, life in her later years. You're right. Yeah. And um, she compared herself to just being a half of a pair of scissors, and he was the other half. So the, the, um, the director of the film, Brooks, was concerned that the tragedy might harm his filming of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And... Um, the delaying of the production because her husband just died. He reported his worries to MGM studio who wasted no time paying a visit to the new widow. Taylor was disgusted by the studio selfishness and is reported to have said Mike's barely cold in his grave and they're worried about their blah, blah movie. Yeah. 
Okay. So, like the studio. Like, how much time does she get off? Right. She's got a little Right, baby. how much time yeah. do you get? But we're in the middle the of an expense yeah. with Paul Newman. Right. Okay, so at her at the funeral of Mike Todd, um, fans just swamped her and everything. And at the service, the crowd surrounded the widow as she tried to leave and tore the black veil from her face oh and clotted her clothing. clothing. Oh, my God. For a month after her death, her husband's death, Elizabeth Taylor stayed in bed, heavily medicated. After encouragement from friends, the actress returned to work a month and three days later. But here's what happened is that um, Paul Newman decided that, you know, she's under sedation for the doctor. The production was in shock, also in jeopardy. And so Paul Newman himself decided he would stop by and offer what solace he could. And when he arrived and showed up in her boudoir, and was listening. I'm sure he was ushered to her. You know, Miss Miss Taylor is in bed, but right. she'll see you. She'll see you, but she's, she's sobbing. Nice why chair. him? Why now? And she's heavily yeah. sedated. Oh, no. She was highly doped up, oh, not no. knowing what else to say. He, Paul Newman, said he's tried to offer us some well-worn cliches like how this is God's will. I mean, never, never say, say that. Never say that, that. No. And Elizabeth cut him off, looked up at him, and snarled, Oh, shut up. Get the bleep out of here. Yeah, I would have too. She ended up then, though, after the time, yeah. going back and they had all this tension on the set mm-hmm. and she plowed through it and the Maybe film it was made. With the well, tension with her With the tension. So what ends up happening is the film, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, the year is 1958, is nominated for six Academy Awards. <laughs> she for Best Actress him for Best Actor. Most horrible time of her life. And then she films right. this and has that experience. Best wow. Director, Best Screenplay, Plus Cinematography, yeah. Best Picture. Mm-hmm. All were lost to Gigi. To Gigi? Uh-huh. And the other movies that were nominated that year were Anti-Mame, oh, which I love, The Defiant one. Ones, and Separate Table. But so it, he just said... It was amazing that... Why the hell didn't Annie Mame win? I know, I agree 100%. But how the tension, and and during this, Tennessee Williams did not like the direction the movie was going in. And kept doing rewrites. And they toned down the homophobic things because Mm -hmm. Brick was... um, you know her husband well, in the Tennessee Williams, Williams play. play. I mean, he's like, where, where, what is it? Takes yes. place in the Deep South. And yes, people are not friendly to that attitude in the fifties. Yes, or forties. I think the play is set in the forties. It. I think you're right, yeah. Lori. And he tried to keep making changes to the script, kind of mm-hmm. to bomb this the movie. But oh. in spite of himself, it didn't. He hated the movie. I just had that image of her in that white slip um, dress. It's not a dress; it's a slip. Yeah, like a slip you'd wear under a dress in the forties. I always thought that was just the epitome of like looking like so sexy. And even, but even she did look sexy, and they, they were steaming hot, and they were yeah, sweating, sweaty. and a hot August night kind of thing. Yeah. And so Newman had complained to the director Richard Brooks about the unenthusiastic performance of her. And that her before even any of this happened, was, but but the director was certain the actress actress would come alive once the cameras rolled, and she did. And she the did. director had to admit the two actors had an intense relationship on the set. They had simply, no idea any of that was going. They on. didn't bring out the best in each other. They didn't click at all. Um, he perceived, you know, people perceived her as a charming creature. Others found her to be standout spoiled brat. 
But then right away, her husband dies. Mm -hmm. And then she is heavily medicated. And he tells her, you know, so that set, if you can imagine. Wow. I know. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they would just like, just shoot, you know, sedate you with barbiturates and Mm -hmm. stuff. And just like, you know what I mean? Like, that would be the first thing. We've got to get her sedated. It was the huge. That's. Well, it's interesting. I'm so glad they because, don't really do that well, anymore. Right. You know, like that that's uh, only like extreme if extreme. someone's in trauma or something like that. But and she had it a new was baby. so regular. Right. It was so regular. We're going to so... just prescribe you, you know, something that will just make you less, you know, it's wild. Kept it, them quiet. Kept mm-hmm. them quiet. And so it was the third high, highest grossing uh-huh. movie of the I year. I had to watch that movie through different eyes. I couldn't stand it. Oh, it's a terribly depressing story. It's so hard to watch. Yeah, it is. And he refuses her. I guess I'll just look at the stills. He refuses her sex, you know, because he, you know, thinks that she had an affair with a friend and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Anyway, Mike Todd, why he was famous, the guy that died, her husband. Was he a movie producer? He was a movie producer, but what he really did is he changed the way films were made. He changed the way the cameras worked and kind of everything was shot very small and he kind of introduced it, introduced it. That's a new word. Yeah, introduced the panoramic camera, oh, lens. Oh, the wow. lens. And wow. so he was responsible for that. And he also won an Academy Award for which I thought was the worst movie in the world, around the world in 80 days. Oh, my God. Hated I've that movie. I've seen it. I've Hated that movie. Yeah. Yeah, so he he did that, but anyway, that's our little. Okay, there we go. Okay, all right. But I mean, they didn't like each other at all. Oh boy! All right, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. All right, so I watched that movie, Fletch. Fletch confesses with John Hamm. I've been meaning to. I've heard it's so great. It's it's fun. That's right. It was fun. John Slattery is in it, so I felt like the Mad Men guys were together, and Kyle MacLachlan. Is it true that John Hamm is made to be the second coming of Fletch? That he's kind of perfect. He's kind of perfect. Him, yeah. He's kind of he really is. It, it, it was a fun movie, yeah. and it was fun to travel around and yeah. be in Boston again. Right. And I that's a good movie, and it's it's now on. Um, I think it's Hulu on Hulu or Showtime. Showtime. Yeah, I think I saw it. Yeah. And it looks like it's getting uh, it's 86 getting on Rotten Tomatoes. People, the critics like it. The yeah. audience like it. It's just easy. And, yeah. It was easy because I you, you watch Strandahan or whatever. Grant, what's the name of that one? Shantrum? Yeah. Yeah. And Shantrum. I didn't want to think that hard lesson. I'm like, Jeff, I don't oh. want to think. I just want to be entertained. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. left so, you on quite a cliffhanger from Friday's episode. Sometimes you just have to think too much with some of these shows, and I just didn't want to do it. Yeah, and then you have to realize where you were because this is a show we would normally binge. Yes, you're Shantrum. right. I've, I've all, now that you say that, Lily and I said to each other last night, we might stop now yes, and, and let, let them, them let them come go. because I watched those first four and I don't remember stop, it. Yeah, and I want to just. There's so it. much. It's like it's like um, when I read the book, yeah. which yes. was 925 pages. <laughs> I don't think that book I would it would have had the impact on me uh, if. I had had to read it over five months. Yes. That's how long it would have taken me mm-hmm. if I didn't have like, I think I had like six, five or six days left of a beach vacation. Yeah. So you and didn't have book, anything to do. I didn't have any right. other book to right. read. And so I really got sucked in, got sucked into Couldn't the stop. story, which is like binging in yes. a way. Well, there's like you said, there's so much going there's on. There's so much going on in this Chantra story. I, did that, yeah. I can't remember. Episodes. I can't remember. Oh, it. We get Let 12. it build up. So we get 12. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm going to sit back. I've got, then I'll have seven to go. Perfect. It, it is. That's why I like The Serpent was so enjoyable. Because yes. when that dropped on Netflix, I feel like we oh. all watched it, at least around here. I just We did. watched it like in a weekend. 
I did. Right. For three days or well, something. Right. We, we did. I, and it kind of, the storytelling is so hard to follow. So, I mean, if you, for some reason, some story, because they're over an hour. Those sh- yeah, yeah they they're are. long episodes. L- listen, I, I think this is going to be two seasons. I hope. Mm-hmm. I really hope because it's so good. And uh, uh, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, oh, I don't think you can get delicious. everything. I know what happens. I mean, I can't remember a lot of the middle of the stuff. It's sure. a lot of book. Yes. But I know like there's so much more to happen. Please, I hope. So I'm hoping yeah, we'll for see. two. And then um, if you want to look at some of the fashion glamours 2022 Women of the Year Awards, I will just say I the fashion is all over you. the place. <laughs> it, <laughs> is, it is all over the it place. Is, I could not pick up any discernible trend. It was in New York City. We had everything from mini dresses with long, tall boots to shiny, silvery lampshade dresses to bodycon to the Haim sisters, I thought, stood out in their matching suits. Oh, I like it. Okay. I, I love a tuxedo suit on a woman. Yeah, they were mad. They looked really cute. That was probably my favorite fashion. That and Kelly Rowl- Rowland were the best. But I was, when we were looking at the thing, I was like, this is this fashion's all over the map. Busy Phillips was in her summer um, Martha's Vineyard dress. You know, she it was didn't a white, want to do it. Yeah, it was a white, roughly sleeveless yeah. dress. You know, I can't think of anything chillier than. Um, a yeah. sleeveless dress in November, even if it's balmy. Yeah. And but anyway, it was kind of a fun little fashion thing. We haven't had anything fashionable. The CMAs are happening next week, so there'll be some fashion. We'll have some fashion. And, we'll have some fashion. And it- I, I got to say that the the joke people are coming out of the woodwork about James Corden and his um, joke light fingers. Huh. How about that? Now yeah. we got a big, great British baking show host, Noel Fielding, did a side-by-side of a 2010 whisper joke that he did with a side-by-side of James Corden telling the story <sighs> in 2017 on the couch to two people. Uh-oh. It's getting awkward. And that's yeah. and then he had the other one with... Um, Ricky Gervais. Yes. And then the guy from Balthazar wrote another the letter. that... 86 them, then un 86 them. And now they've 86 them again, again because he did an interview with the the yeah, like, London Times. First oh, he did the New York New Times, Times, then this weekend the London Times, and he said he didn't have anything to apologize for. Well, why would you? Okay, you said that in the New York Times, then you apologize on your show, then you go to the London. What is with this guy? He that, wants out of here. He, he I must think, want out. He I think he's done. What is he's done in like May or something? Yeah, yeah. I think he's done. And his he wife doesn't. has been seen without her wedding ring, and he's just getting way attention Uh-oh. for all the wrong reasons. Last week or two weeks ago, when we just lightly learned about what the hell is an egg yolk omelet if you're allergic to eggs. <laughs> yes. You know, remember, we're like, what that? is an egg yolk omelet? Anyway. Oh, that must take that some really, real straining really, to okay. straighten that out. And for people who love your Hallmark movies, yeah. um, today is the day. Um, I went home with such a bad headache last night. I just wanted to watch a Hallmark movie. Today is the day they're transferring all the pro- programming, the Hallmark stuff. It's been hard to get to Peacock. Oh, that's good. I yeah. had to wait till today. Yeah. So if you want to know, it's it started. That's good. It's very good. Good wrap. It's good. Have pleasant have a, wrapping background stuff. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta ask my mom if she has Peacock because that would be an easy one for her. Well, yeah, you can. I she mean, might have that one. It's free. For free. Yeah, there's the free and then. But the, I just then wonder if someone there's the like, grant version, right? Yeah. But grant if someone has done it, so something. my mom can find it, like <laughs> she can find Netflix, right? <laughs> 
It it is. It's that easy, Lori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that easy to find. Has anyone heard anything about the inside man with Stanley Tucci? No, but I love Stanley Tucci. Mm -hmm. So it it landed yesterday, and he plays an American death row prisoner with a knack for solving mystery. And he helps a journalist, Linda West, search for a missing friend. David Tennant is in it. It's called Inside Man. Oh, it's a TV show. Yeah. Oh, and it's based off a movie, too, from 2006, I feel like. And I think there's only four episodes or something, so it could be like a Netflix. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Denzel was in the original movie in 2006. Mm -hmm. Wow. With Willem Dafoe, Jodie Foster, Clive Owen. This was all from 2006, but this is what the series is based off of. I'm going to check this out. And he's kind of good. You know, we like him. I wish Jodie Foster would pick a project and do it. I don't know. She Pick did a book something and make recently. a movie or a TV series, Jody. That's what we say. There's so much good stuff out there. There, you know how you were talking about um, what's her name on White Lotus, Jennifer Coolidge mm-hmm. having a renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, Marsha Graydon Hay. I guess she is. Is too. having one too. I love it. She's, she's so got great. that TV show with my kid Ted or whatever it's called. I yeah. love it. Oh, I and then she out. was in Fletch too. Yes, she's having one. Yes, I'm I like glad. it. All right, people, thanks for hanging out with us. Have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Grant. Job done. Off you go. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Hey.